top-secret satellite with nuclear capabilities. A team of international terrorists. A government held hostage. The president and the others have been safely evacuated. An undetectable moving headquarters. I'd like to call your attention to the highly trained men with the automatic weapons. They may be called upon to shoot you. There's only one problem. Any other heroes? The cook from under siege is back. I'm not even a good cook, but there are some things I'm good at. Things are really heating up. That's the 45, okay? Yeah. Last time, you rocked the boat. This time, the sky's the limit. Steven Seagal. Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. This, I'm trained for. podcasters do like the cold open where like there's like jumps in on them in a conversation does that happen a lot in a lot of podcasts i listen to yeah i haven't listened to a lot of podcasts lately i listen to lots of podcasts i started listening to some new podcasts anyway welcome back to action action that's like saying you woke up today for, for you welcome back to action action you know <laughs> I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm trying to do the intro. Okay. Welcome back to Action Action. No, that doesn't sound good. Who knows? Welcome back to Action Action. We need a tagline, guys. Hmm. What should it be? Welcome back to Action Action. Putting putting the action in. <sighs> <laughs> We'd have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. let's mull it over. Let's mull that over. Anyway, welcome back, James and Dustin. How are you guys today? Good. Yeah, pretty good. So before we get into this movie that is apparently better than Under Siege One, <laughs> Under Siege Two: Dark Territory. Why don't you guys tell me about your week? Anything? Anything you guys want to talk about before you're into? James, you do anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to remember what. I can tell you right now what I watched then if you want to think about sure. it for a bit. I watched The Castle Rock came out. Oh, I didn't get to watch that yet. So I've watched the first two episodes of that. Oh, there's two out already? There's three out already. Oh, really? Yeah. So I watched the first two of those last night. Pretty oh, good. I'm going to get on that. I like it. I know the reception online hasn't necessarily been praise. Oh, no? No, it's been kind of like... Uh, it's not that great. I don't know. Maybe that's just the stuff I read. I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Um... I thought it was pretty good. Watched. Oh, I watched the... I, it was on TV. That I watched Inside Man. Oh, with uh, Clive Owen and... Uh, yeah, it's... I, you know what? Was it I, Denzel? It's Denzel, yeah. yeah. I like that movie a lot. I've seen it like lots of times. It's just like a... It's one of the great TV... <laughs> one of the great TV movies? TV movies. That, you know, I always like stop and watch for part of it. Everybody always says Shawshank Redemption. I honestly don't ever stop and watch Shawshank. Oh, yeah. I do watch like Inside Man. Uh, I've stopped and watched Shawshank for sure. <laughs> I have. I mean, yeah. I have. It's not one I always stop on and watch. Yeah, yeah. I always watch Runaway Jury. 
Oh, well, yeah. That's always on TV. That's an entertaining yeah. movie. I don't know why. I just like. I think I only saw yeah. Inside Man once. I don't think I've seen it's it. A, one it's that. A, yeah, I've only seen it once. It's a fun movie for for what it is. I mean, it's not going to change the world. Denzel's yeah, it's awesome. like a, heist, a cool heist movie. I remember liking it. Yeah, I really have a realization about Denzel while watching it. He always plays a good guy who's, you know, not always, but he pretty much plays it usually a good guy. Mm-hmm. But he's got something that recently happened that was like he's under investigation for something or Denzel? like, yeah, or he did something bad oh, in the movies. Not in real he's life. A, he's a, right. He's a good guy, but like people are suspicious of him for some reason. Yeah. Like he, in, in this movie, he's like under investigation for some missing checks or something. Okay. And in, uh, the fucking train movie. Unstoppable? Unstop no. no, no, the Taken of Taken. Pelham oh, see, he's on two train movies. Yeah, Taken Pelham 123, he's uh, under investigation for taking bribes or something like that. Right. Oh. Yeah. I can yeah. think, I don't know, probably more. No, no, I feel like you're right. I, I don't have any other examples either, but uh, I feel like you're right for some reason. Do a deep dive into Denzel He's like day. He's a hero, but he's like an underdog because he's not looked at as being good by the other, I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. And I also watched, and I've been meaning to watch it for quite a while, The Guard. I've watched it since, I think, I don't know when it came out, 2009. Um, what is that again? Brendan Gleeson. I don't um, know if I watched that. What's his name? The Cockney guy from Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Let's uh, <laughs> Don Cheadle? Yeah, Don Cheadle. This, pod, I, this podcast would do well with just a little bit of opening up a window before he talked about something. <laughs> Anyway, it's like an Irish movie. Brendan Gleeson's a, a cop and Don Cheadle's an FBI agent and this person gets murdered and it's it's a great movie. It's good? Yeah, it's really good. I really liked it a lot. I'll have to check that out. I, I kind of like have a vague memory of this, but I don't think I ever watched it. But I like Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, man. Brendan Gleeson's great. He's one of those actors that I'm always happy when he pops up. Mm-hmm. And Don Cheadle's good too. Don Cheadle's don't see good. him that much anymore and stuff. No, seems like. well, he's in the he's in Avengers stuff. I yeah, guess. Avengers stuff. But but he's a small role in those. Yeah, I watched uh, Who Is America. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> the first two episodes. Yeah, watched that too. And uh, what'd you think of it? I don't know. At first, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, like I I get it, but the way politics are it just seems it's kind of like uh, I don't know at some point it crosses that it's not that funny like it's funny some of the skits are funny but some of it's like it crosses that line of is it really funny that these people are that stupid (laughs) or like elected officials like that one guy is like says these things and does these things you're talking about in the second episode when he screams the n-word and yeah Takes like, his pants down. Like, it is funny. I think it's funny. It's I mean, funny because fuck that guy. It's funny just yeah. because it's like, like these people are real. Like they exist. Oh, they're totally real. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I think it's funny, but it's I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But the joke is like, as much on the people who trust these people, like 
these are your gods. Like these are these yeah, are yeah. your heroes. Yeah, yeah. and this it's not, it's fucking not even loser. Just, uh, it's not even just one side. Like I love when he plays the stupid liberal guy. Oh, it's hilarious. With the ponytail and the NPR <laughs> shirt. Yeah, <laughs> just like when he's having dinner with that couple too. Yeah, and and that's the thing is oh, like man. when he has dinner with that couple who are like they're actually fairly polite. They're to him. incredibly nice to him. There's I've like although there seems to be a weird. There's like, a weird. I want to know the backstory. There's a, of those yeah, there's some weird <laughs> southern thing going on there, but. Um, like they showed those guys were high up in the Democratic Party in that state, and they showed that you don't have to, or a Republican Party, you don't have to be a fucking psychopath. Yeah, you don't have to be like a crazy to dick, be a Republican and everything. And so it just shows they, they withheld judgment, even though he's saying like the most, yeah. the most absurd, like yeah, things that they think that you know liberals believe in, like free letting his daughter free bleed, free bleed on the national on the american flag uh, yeah. yeah yeah and then it was interesting because it ended up looking like the chinese flag yeah all this shit oh god i don't know how he does that stuff without without breaking. laughing yeah like, i know I can't, it's crazy it's so hard to well so i noticed in the credits um in the second episode that nathan fielder is oh, yeah. was mentioned several times Oh, like and producer then, or what? Or it was a, a producer and a director. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I, a similar type of... Uh, yeah. And I I said at the end, I was like, oh, that's Nathan Fielder. And I'm like, oh, for, that makes sense for some reason. And then yeah, it totally does. I just was like reading through like, I don't know, some news aggregate. And there was an article actually about that that popped up. And it makes sense, especially if he wrote the, the, um, the final, is it the final one? Where he goes to talk to the town in Arizona. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is... Com- <laughs> that is to a, propose the moss. That is completely Nathan, for wow. you, Fielder style. That segment is unreal. That segment is amazing. <laughs> he's that like, segment he's is like, I, know totally. you, I hear you guys' concerns. You're worried mm. about the terrorists. Don't worry. We're not going to let any terrorism happen to the, the moss. Yeah, we're yeah. building. That's why <laughs> we got these security. walls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I thought that could have been Nathan Fielder yeah, doing totally, it. I could totally see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did I... I watched uh, Tully... That new Jason Reitman, uh, yeah. Charlize Theron, and uh, written by Diablo Cody. It was really good. It was uh, definitely I thought Diablo Cody's like more mature script. Like it doesn't. It's not like Juno where like I really like Juno, but you know everyone has saying like you know snappy banter to each it's other. A, clever. It's a very movie of its time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so you know everyone, no one talks like people talk in real life. You know in the movie. But uh, so this, I think, is a lot more grounded in reality. Terrifying. Confirms. What's it about? Uh, she is having, uh, I think, is it second? No, third kid. And her and her husband. And they're like a little bit older now. So, And they have a son who's maybe like autistic or has some sort of de- developmental issues. So she's dealing with all that. And it's just about her getting like super worn out by everything it's like makes motherhood look so fucking terrible basically oh yeah but uh and then so they, they get a night nanny to help them with oh yeah know, with things and then uh that's all i'll say because there's like kind of some oh it isn't a night nanny things that happen in it it's something you need with the night nanny yeah yeah <laughs> okay so i just got from the trailer like yeah. yeah is this the second movie they've all done together I think the third because they did uh, Young Adult, and oh no no you're right it's the second because Charlie's Theron is in he they both did Juno together but but Charlie's Theron was involved with that yeah but didn't who directed Young Adult yeah he did Jason Reitman so Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody his Diablo this is their third thing together yeah. and all three of them is their second 
Okay. Collaboration, I guess. Oh, Patton Oswald in this? No. <laughs> no, uh, Ron Livingston was. Uh, and uh, Duplass, Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass. Yeah. What's Mark Duplass up to? Speaking of dumb politics stuff, <coughs> he's out there like stumping for some right wing nut job. <laughs> okay, let's let's remember our mandate. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so. Oh yeah. Also, listen. I started listening to uh, the Doughboys podcast. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of it. I've never actually listened to it. It's really good. What, what do they do? About? They review. They talk about fast food. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like restaurant chains and oh, stuff like okay. that. Yeah, it's really good. Whose pick was this? James. This is my pick. James, I, I think I remember you telling me, mm. and I'm pretty sure Dustin rang in quite clearly that I was like, no, not Under Siege One, and you guys were like, no, Under Siege Two is a better movie. Yeah, I remembered liking it more than I remember. Uh, yeah. I liked the first one. I so, could have sworn it was better. Are we gonna stand behind <laughs> it might, that? It might still be. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'd have to rewatch the first one. The introduction. Well, yeah, the first one. I I watched it. I don't know, maybe a couple years ago. It was on TV. Yeah, I never was super into that that one. That was the one that made Seagal kind of like a a bigger name. It did the best for him, I think, in terms of uh, box office and stuff. But. Uh, even without Seagal, with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, you had Tommy Lee Tommy Jones. Jones. But he is also awesome wasn't like a big deal. No, but he time. was great in the movie. Yeah, he was good. Busey's in the movie. Busey. He said that's a lot of nut nut case going on right there. Mm-hmm. Can and, you imagine uh, the set with Seagal and Gary Busey on it at the same time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a documentary about that. Ugh. It feels <laughs> gross. Um, speaking of Busey, though, apparently he was signed on to be the villain in this movie. Yeah. Even though he dies at the end of the first movie, so he was going to play a different character. That would have been better. I would. This movie would have been better. <laughs> well, probably, but it would have been weird. But uh, I guess he signed. What are those contracts called? Where even if you don't it, end up being it, in the movie, you get it's pay or play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he got paid even though. He's not in the in the movie because I guess the casting director casted him, and then Seagal came back from being on vacation or something, and was like, "Yeah, what the fuck? He was in the first movie. We're not casting Seagal." Yeah. yeah, so it came out of Seagal's uh, yeah producer yeah. budget or whatever. Yeah. So instead, we got Eric Bogosian. Yeah, a great TV actor and playwright. Eric Bogosian wrote Suburbia. Did you really he wrote write? the the play and the screenplay? For suburbia now there is a forgotten yeah. movie yeah. I, don't, I last time i looked it was a couple of years ago it still wasn't even on like this is before blu-rays it was never on dvd it was never released on dvd i remember signing a petition to have it released on dvd i love that that was a like important movie to me when i was a teenager yeah i really liked it as a disaffected youth <laughs> james you ever seen suburbia uh, no oh it's great sorry Oh, you should. You, uh, Richard Linklater. You should be sorry. Giovanni Ribisi. I should be sorry. I know. Nikki fucking cat. Nikki cat. Ugh. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn's great. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, these people hanging out in the parking lot of a Seven Eleven, basically. Oh, okay. It's pretty much just like indie movie. Yeah. Everybody like it's a Parker Posey movie. Oh yeah, Parker Posey. Yeah. I mean, Richard Linklater. Like Dustin said, I mean, it's every. Indie film cliche from the nineties. It's one of those like link later movies though that people don't uh like everyone talks about Days and Confused or Slacker or whatever, and those are good. But I was uh yeah, I always had a special place for suburbia. Oh, you can watch the entire movie on YouTube. Cool. 
Good movie. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to this not, this not good movie. So this movie sucks, and I dislike you guys for making me watch it. <laughs> I did get a lot of amusement out of how bad the script was. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It is so 90s fucking bad. Like, all, all this shit with the technology and just, like, the way the generals or the people in that like, that room of that secret, like, whatever that oh, yeah. fucking CIA operation is. Yeah. It's just so comical. It's ridiculous. It's just so bad. Ugh. It's painful. Well, the movie bad. kicks off real cool. <laughs> just real, real cool the stuff satellite, going on. The satellite shot thing? Yeah. Everything looks great. <laughs> Does it? No. <laughs> it's got it's got real bad green screen. Yeah. And and just like, you know, early shitty CG. Thankfully they don't overly use the CG stuff too much, but I think Oh, there was new technology invented for just this movie. Was there? Yeah, so they could film all the interior shots of the train. Oh, right, with the Colorado in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Why did it matter if it was Colorado in the background? Well, mm. just so that they, they they didn't have to be on a moving train. Oh, okay. So, okay, that's cool. Cool, I guess. <laughs> was it was that technology used to make like something good eventually? I have no idea. Probably. <laughs> Wild Wild West maybe. There's a train in that movie, I think. <laughs> Uh, is that, you know, that's the one of the things I think maybe I liked this movie and I haven't, I don't think I've seen it since I was whatever, you like trains? 15 or 16. I kind of like tra- a movie that takes place on a train, you know, like the whole thing takes place on a train. Like Name that. another movie. I don't know. Murder on the Orient Express. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. How old you? Yeah. You, you even seen uh, Murder? Runaway Train. Had you Snowpiercer. <laughs> okay. First of all, those movies came out after this. But Runaway Train didn't. No, no, I'm so up here, sir. Did you watch Murder on the Orient Express when you were a kid? And yeah. And you were like, I like this movie? Yeah, I think we watched it in school. Oh, it's a good movie. I like it. Yeah. But they're in very different categories. <laughs> For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's the it's the same with like anything that's like a bottle location kind of thing. I, I just, it, it automatically has an appeal well, to let's me. Talk about, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So they're on this train uh, for the majority of the film. And... There's a there's a, the bathroom, mm-hmm. and that's how they, that has how Seagal gets around like this tunnel, in a train. Yeah, the like ventilation. So he uses the secret put in quotes here tunnel multiple times. Yeah, but they know where the tunnel is after the first time he uses it, because they chase him in there. So yeah. why don't they just have a guy post it out there and shoot him in the fucking head, as soon as he popped his little head out? Because it's constantly, he's at the front of the train. Everyone to the front of the train. Yeah, or he's on top of the train. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, they or he's could, on the outside of the train <laughs> or blah, blah, blah. It made me so angry. Get out of here with your fucking logic. It made me so angry because I'm like, they know where he is. He keeps going to the same place. Well, he the first few guys he kills before they even sort of notice that he's there kind of thing. Well, but no, yeah, after, after. No, no. Okay, so after the key kills the first guys... Which, they know they know where he is. Yeah, they never actually go to his like little lair that he's hanging out with Morris Chestnut in the yeah, luggage. In the luggage car. Yeah. Why Why don't they just find out where he is? Like chase him down the train to the last car or the last couple cars, and then you know let those cars go. Why know? don't they just let all the cars go? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Also, before why do they need more than one car? Yeah, they don't really. No. Well, no. Because they have no idea where he is at all. It doesn't make any sense. Also, why do they have to be on a train? 
Oh, so that they can go through the dark territory where, I don't know. Why don't they just fucking drive to the dark territory? (laughs) That's an idea. Who knows? He says something about needing to be constantly moving because of something. I don't know. You know what constantly moves? A car. Yeah, but you couldn't have all that computer rigged up shit that he has in a, in a you know, car. There actually is no real reason why they need no. to be well, on the train. The only reason that I can think of that they have to be on the train initially is to get those two people that are... Right. Oh, are, the codes from the... Yeah, people, yeah. Are getting busy. Right. The two captains who work for the... Oh, yeah. That's not... For whatever the organization is. They're, they're not right. supposed to be doing that. <laughs> right. But uh, after that, they could have just gotten off the train. I was kind of hoping that she wasn't going to tell her code and we were going to get to see an eyeball explosion. I thought that yeah. would have been better. Yeah. She was like, nope. I know my job. Yeah, I thought that she was going to. She was going to stick with her guns. Yeah. We have even really got to the premise of this movie. Yeah, James. Break it down. Um, it's basically Die Hard on a Train. More or less. And then you have this like guy who developed this crazy satellite that causes earthquakes yeah so i have a question then if you say it's die hard in a train are you going to give this movie the same plot rating as die hard no 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 he just means that it's somebody contained in an area with terrorists it 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 follows a very loose script of die hard speed is die hard on a bus where Mm. where, passenger 57 is die hard on a plane yeah where it's he's there with his niece his niece and them get his separated. Catherine Heigl. Yeah, the the bad guy finds uh, out that okay, there's a plus one, and and then uses that as leverage. Like it's all the same yeah, shit. Yeah, that's the same shit. Yeah, right. Except he's got his niece. I thought it was funny their relationship right off the bat is like, I don't know. She's like she's she's mad at him. It's very contentious, right? right yeah, away. right away. And I was like, is it just because she's a teenager? So she has to be. He's such way? a fucking prick, though. Yeah. Like, he's just <laughs> he's such an about. asshole. Oh, he's, so, so, he's so warm and oh, yeah. charming. I, <laughs> I love how they introduce him. In this, yeah. When he's like, Where is he? He's, coming, <laughs> like, he's like late to his opening of his restaurant or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's like an amazing chef. Everybody loves him. This which place we, can't which run. we knew from the first one. This, he was he was a military yeah. chef in the first one. This place no this, this place doesn't run without you. Yeah. They, they come they for come you. for you, Casey, not from you know, they don't care about me. Like this guy fucking Seagal probably wrote that in there himself. He's like, he just constantly needs to be praised. Yeah. He's a real Trump type uh I wasn't gonna character. say it, but once again, <laughs> I'm gonna say it now that you open the door. This is why I'm convinced that Steven Seagal is and always has been Donald Trump's favorite action star <laughs> because they're the same person. They're giant egos. They're kind of fat. <laughs> oh yeah, he wore. He had to wear like a girdle. Yeah, this is on this movie, and it was like, oh, he's eventually gonna lose the weight, but he never did. <laughs> yeah, they both probably lie about their weight. Oh yeah, but and he's like, a he's a Buddha though, isn't he, or whatever? What did we learn about him when we talked for out, about out for justice? Isn't he like he somebody, w- some guru or something or whatever? He works I don't for know, the Russians. Works. Right, but he's also transcended this plane. He also wrote a book. <laughs> what is his book? I'm going to buy you his book. I would love that. I was going to buy it for you, and I totally forgot about it until this moment. But I was going to... Stories he, so from Seagull. He wrote a book with this other guy. Uh, Chapo Trapos, I think it was. There's another podcast. I like, read excerpts from it. Oh, guys. It sounds amazing. It's, it's about... He's like a, he's like a First Nations person. 
But he it's is not him. But like, it's obviously <laughs> supposed to be him supposed to be him. Right. And oh, like it's a, like a fic- fiction book. Yeah, he's like a First Nations oh. like person who's like a cop or like a fucking Navy SEAL. You know, how they all like is all military. Humpers. Didn't he already do a movie like that? Yeah, on, dead, a, on Deadly Ground. A, yeah. But this is a book. Was he supposed to be Inuit in On Deadly Ground? Inuit, yeah. Yeah. And that was like an environmental, because he cares deeply about environmental issues. Which yeah. the factory blowing up in this was leftover footage from Yeah, from, from that On Deadly movie. Ground, yeah. Yeah. God, like, they like can repurpose this footage from one movie to another. Yeah. Just makes him so happy. You know, when he sits down on the train and talks to his niece about why he didn't get along with her dad right his brother who, it just, who has died yeah i felt like it was gonna go into the whole out for justice story about his dad you know bringing, <laughs> oh, yeah. launch into the yeah. <laughs> my dad he's a knife peddler and he walks his knives old... up and down sicily street in yeah. bronx or whatever the fuck <laughs> ringing his bells <laughs> times change <laughs> steven seagal is so f- oh my god he's he's soulless doesn't he just... He yeah, just, he is soulless. Once like, again, totally. he's like Trump. He's just like... And everything he says is a fiction that's like... And every character is the same. And it's all created to just show that he is... He's a badass. He is Steven Seagal playing a guy being Steven Seagal. And he's all the ultimate badass. He's the most insightful person, the most spiritual. He's like... He's got the most righteous vengeance, yeah. the most righteous anger. Like, he relies on no one else. Oh, no, actually, what are you talking about? He relies okay. on Morris Chestnut a whole lot in this movie. Morris Chestnut to trying on clothes and shit? Isn't there a scene where he's like... I felt so bad for Morris Chestnut. He's trying to be like the comic relief. Yeah, and there's no funny lines for him to say. Oh, there's, yeah, there's none. No, he's withers. There's, <laughs> there's so many spots in this movie that I felt like a good one-liner would have made this movie way better. I need to... Well, what about the one where he pushes that lady out of the bathroom and she shows the guy her boobs and then he shoots him and he says tits to die for <laughs> come on i mean okay but like it's terrible fucking terrible fucking bad but, but even like the the kitchen fight scene at the end i oh, mean yeah. he ends it with i never get beat in the kitchen yeah right but while he was fighting it should have been like uh have some salad or something <laughs> you know something stupid like that <laughs> just make it a little more, you know. I think the I, ki- get you. I think the kitchen scene in Ninja Turtles was even better than this. What's the kitchen scene in Ninja Turtles? They're fighting in the kitchen. They're fighting in like the apartment when the oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. right, the and foot, he's foot like guys. throwing like food at him and stuff like that, and they're making like puns and yeah, like, yeah. It could have used. A I mean, of that. what's the Seagal movie where he fights a Jamaican witch doctor marked for death? Marked for death. Like that one has tons of or like Haitian, oh, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, tons of one-liners. Yeah, that that movie's got some classic one-liners in it. <laughs> uh, probably should have done that one, I guess. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. So, like, what is like a good or the top Steven Seagal movie? Like, I just <laughs> well, I still maintain that it's out for justice, which we've already done. <laughs> like, really? The more movies I watch that are bad. Like, I don't know, I'm kind of coming around to this thing where the really great movies, like, it's really hard to be up there. Like, the, the Mad Maxes and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty easy to be near the bottom, it seems. But when I watch these really bad movies, it doesn't change my opinion of Mad Max. 
but it changes my opinion of like out for justice. Like now I feel like did, now, and now you feel like out for justice is, did I, did is I not, just a little bit better. Yeah, did I not give it a fair crack? Like when I watch this movie, <laughs> really? It's, I'm not saying it's real. I'm just saying I wonder. Like it has I more. Had, I think it has more elements that work in it than this movie. For yeah. sure. What's got more dynamic? Not what good maybe performances. But I yeah. just okay. Just the scene. I'm just thinking of in Alfred Justice when he's driving, and the 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 hooker is like, "Hey, yeah. you want to fuck or whatever?" Yeah, and he laughs. And he laughs. There's something that's actually genuine about. Yeah, that. no, that came off real natural. That. that. And I'm like, there's not like, that one moment is better than any moment in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he's just squinty face the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> being serious. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was funny that all the like thug or like um, whatever mercenary guys that were the bad guys in this, almost every fucking one of them was a guy that I know from being like the, a mercenary in some other fucking action movie. Yeah, like Jonathan Banks. Jonathan Banks from fucking Breaking Bad. In here, uh, he got a name, Scotty. Apparently, Scotty. I don't remember mercenary. them saying it. He's the one who was like driving the train for a while, and then Peter Green. Uh, he was like Zed on Pulp Fiction and like, mm-hmm. he's like the bad guy in the mask with Jim Carrey and oh, yeah. he was, uh, in usual not, suspects. I haven't seen the mask since I was a little kid. Like actually watched it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think, oh no, I watched part of it when I was at the dentist a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I was like Peter Green. Oh yeah. Fuck. He used to show up in all this stuff and like, you know, I, I always liked him. And so I looked him up last night and I was like, man. He hasn't been in anything significant since the mid nineties. Oh. Like every like he's in he's still doing lots of stuff, but I think it's all just like straight to video straight kind to of video stuff, stuff and like maybe, maybe small it's more, TV roles. Maybe it's more lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it could I was like, be. yeah, why didn't he keep getting cast? He he was a good uh, he's a good bad guy. I do like when they're they're all standing around the computer and they're looking up who is this person and they're like Casey fucking Ryback. <laughs> oh fuck! They all know who yeah. he is. Yeah, exactly. He's the best. He I thought you were the best. He drained me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is the main? Oh, Marcus Penn is the main uh, militia bad guy in this. Everett McGill uh, from Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was there was there was a female mercenary though? Yeah, there was. She's I, I not down. used at all. No, she's just no. In she's there. like they they look like they they act like they're gonna use her. Cause they, yeah, she has like a couple moments where it seems like she's gonna be, but she just disappears. Kind of a bigger deal. Well, no, she dies. Remember, she climbs well, yeah. the ladder after Morse Chestnut, and he throws her out of the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. And she, that was actually one of the better deaths. She dings off the train as she goes. Oh, those are always funny though. Down. It's always, <laughs> those are always good for a lot. It's always funny when somebody gets like falls from a, a huge distance and, and like hit they, hit, they hit something and bounce. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. <laughs> Um, that was hilarious when he was fucking hanging off the sides of the cliff. Well, that oh, was yeah. not believable oh. at all. He is no Tom Cruise hanging on yeah. a cliff. No. <laughs> like this fat ponytail guy. <laughs> I'm supposed to believe he's holding himself on there. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I mean, I will say this. The, the first half is pretty boring. Like nothing, like it, it's all set up for like half the movie. Yeah. And then like the last half, the pace is pretty good. Like. You know, they keep, you know, shit just keeps happening for the second uh, half of the movie. Uh, and then they, when he gets off the train and he has to, like, you know, race that truck. I mean, if this was a better movie, that would have been probably somewhat exciting. <laughs> um, he has to, like, jump off the truck onto the back onto the train. Oh, they have the they have the, the joke, like, that pops up twice just before that when the the 
one of the thugs, mercenary guys, like thinks that he's dead. I assume. Yeah. Mm, assumption is the what? Mother of all fuck ups. Mother of yeah. all fuck ups. And then uh then the guy who says that was that then he, also, yeah, he, he says it and then Eric um uh, whatever his name is. Bogosian. Bogosian. And then he says it to yeah, he says it back to him because he yeah. now has assumed that the guy. And the is thing dead. is, like Eric Bogosian, he's a good actor. Like, yeah, I, like he's a he's a he's a stage actor. Yeah, and, I was gonna say he like a, he looks like a like a well trained stage actor who like understands and knows what he's doing, and he's got nothing to work with. No, it's it's a shitty bad guy role. It's like oh, he's that cr- he's a crazy smart guy who we we get we get the same thing in like. Um, Timothy Oliphant's character in like Die Hard 4 it's true where it's like oh the government pissed him off so now he's taking the technology that he developed for them and using it against them and that only works when like that crazy bad guy character is in constant conversation with like in Die Hard yeah with Hans like with when Hans Gruber um and they're always having a conversation and there's mm-hmm. like this banter back and forth and you respect both of them mm-hmm. and they get to be like you know um Eric Bogosian can, could be crazy and he could play, he could play it off of Seagal, but they're not in conversation and Seagal couldn't pull it off anyway. So yeah. he like, he's kind of just left there like with nothing to do other than act crazy to his henchmen. Yeah. Or just, or to the military guys that he talks to on the video things like the threatening, threatening videos. Yeah. But that, um, was it the Admiral? Who's the guy back at their their headquarters? The guy they bring in and yeah. have to explain the situation to him. He's, yeah. uh, he's from the first one, too. Like, that guy is so comical, his role. Yeah. Right? It's like, what do you think, son? Which one should we pick? Yeah. And like, yeah, good job. We oh, did. yeah. I was going to say about, the, just about like, the nerdy guy in the with the glasses oh, that yeah. works there when we start the movie and they're using the oh, satellite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first thing he does is focus on some girl sunning herself on the beach with and no they're top. Like waiting for her to turn over. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, there he's like, zoom in, zoom in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wish I wished so much that that part was played by Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would have been great. Uh, that really would have brought something to the movie. But yeah. <laughs> So, like, that's the first thing he does with this, like, ridiculously expensive technology they've developed is to look at some boobs. But this is a... There's so many things in this movie that, like, you could do a spoof movie with just this whole script. Yeah. Like, everything they do, right? You just cast a different person and then make it a little more ridiculous and it's like a naked gun movie, right? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, yeah, it could totally be like a naked gun type. uh, And there's just not much positive to say about it. I mean, like I said, I think the second half is a little more entertaining. I think there's a a few decent deaths. Like there's the one where he shoots that one guy in the face a bunch of times. I don't know. There's not, there's not much. There's definitely not much. Um, Oh, the whole, like, I think the whole set piece at the end with the trains crashing into each other. Also, I mean, it's like, okay, that's pretty cool in and of itself. And of course it would have been, it just would have been way more exciting if I had been watching an entertaining movie and then that was a part of it. I'd be like way more jazzed about that. Just looking at it, you can go, okay, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) Seagal like running out the back of the train and grabbing the ladder. Grabbing the ladder. He can't run. (laughs) I can run better than him. Well, he runs with his hands out to the side 
<laughs> I didn't notice that. You, oh, you can see it in Out for Justice too. That's he kind of runs, runs like a little kid oh, learning yeah, how to run. Weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that weird like he waves his hands. Yeah, he does a lot of weird physical things like. The way that he holds a gun all the time is strange. Like, you know, did you ever notice he doesn't hold a gun like anyone else holds a fucking gun? He always has some, like, I don't know what he's doing. Like, some he's doing some artful fucking, like, weird, like, I don't know how to explain it. Because he does a demonstration on how to hold a gun in this yeah, movie. Yeah, the dynamic tension, which he doesn't explain what that means. I like but, it when he bakes his cake. Yeah, his po- oh, when he's making his bomb. He's, what do you... <laughs> no, no, when he literally oh, bakes he's making a cake, the cake yeah. in a microwave. Yeah, and he's like, no, it's in God's hands. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, how, you know how, like, like the best chefs in the world Absolutely. always make their cakes in a microwave? For, for sure. Um, but then when he makes the bomb, and then... <laughs> I was like, why do they even... Who wrote this fucking screenplay? The fucking Morris Chestnut's like, what do you need the lighter fluid for? Yeah. Well... You know, it's I'm making a bomb. Like, why is he, why would he ask him that? They make his character really stupid. Yeah, but uh, then at the end, also, he uses funny, that he seems move. to be the only porter that was on the train. Yeah, or yeah. they're all dead. Yeah, I guess. Why, why did they what, just what's that move? Sorry. Oh, like at the at the end, he uses that move to kill that uh, that one woman. Oh um, yeah, he throws her out the out of the mercenary. Yeah, where he, like flips over the arm. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like he learned that pretty quick. He did. He learned that fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kurtwood Smith is good. I like him. Yeah, he's always good. I mean, I mean once again, th- he's got nothing to do. Yeah, it's a thankless role where he just says general stuff. I'm a general, and I gotta say general. Oh, what about the guy that was just like always smoking a cigarette like the entire yeah. time? <laughs> the CIA guy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we already fucking know that. Blah blah. <laughs> he's just like got nothing to add to anything. <laughs> he's just like, piece of shit. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie. It's like, it's like it's like a mob movie, and like the mob was just like, you're gonna give all these people jobs. I don't care what they do, but they're gonna get paid. <laughs> like in something out of The Sopranos, like they're just like doing nothing. I put my friend in the movie. Steven Seagal's like, yeah, he, my friend David's gonna be in this. He's gonna be in the fucking control room. You're yeah, give him some lines. I don't know. Sorry, this is like such a piece of garbage <laughs> movie. I mean, okay, is there a we've, good, is we've there, seen worse. Yeah, is there a good yeah, thing we can say about... Well, okay, here's what else. Uh, we've seen worse. And by our ratings, we've seen one, two... Let's just do our ratings first before we... So I gave it a 3.4 overall. Uh, Dustin, you gave four. it... Yeah. Yeah, and I give it a 3.8. So it ends up with a 3.7. Okay, so that puts it... It's pretty low. Pretty low. It puts it below Den of Thieves. It should be below Den of Thieves. Yeah, so 43. Okay, here's the thing. Den of Thieves is so much better than this movie. Yeah, but we're but there's going to be movies that are going to go now in I'm between thinking, there. But now I'm thinking that Den of Thieves should be above Universal Soldier. This is the same thing last I time. Know, you I said, keep saying this. You keep going back to Den of Thieves. I just wonder if it, it if it deserved our... I don't know. I mean, we're not going to re-rate it now. No, we? we're not. But I'm just saying, like, to, to these movies are 3.7 and 4.1. It's pretty close. Yeah. I would watch Den of Thieves but what were our, happily. What were our react... Uh, I don't know. I guess. Whatever. It's just... it it. So, like, a movie like... Um, what do we got? Cobra is above this. And it makes sense... 
Because there's like at least something exciting or like interesting or, or just funny. dumb and entertaining. Or dumb, yeah, dumb and, and that's great. I uh, Give me dumb and entertaining every day over this boring shit. I mean, I did laugh at some of the stuff, but I mean, like, just because, like I said, like, the screenplay was so laughably bad that I kept laughing at, at, at certain lines of dialogue yeah. or just like the, the way that things were constructed, like... It was just. I think the best thing about this movie is Steven Seagal still has some mobility that he can do things. <laughs> yeah, he, like he can whip like, his arms around when he's fighting that guy in the kitchen, and he just keeps doing those like yeah, chops know. where he's not even touching the guy. He fights like one of those GI yeah. Joes with like the lever on his back, and yeah. it just makes his arms move. He just goes like. But he can yeah. actually move forward to meet him in the middle. Not That's like true. it's not like his later movies. Later movies, where he's getting bigger and bigger. Everyone has to come to him because he can't. Yeah, move. And we're not fat shaming here. <laughs> just come over here. Like just come over here, and I'll throw you. <laughs> Let me throw you. It's not I, the thing is, it's not a big deal if he gets like if he gets heavy that's great but just work with who he is yeah, yeah. like he's just it, it well and it's not like he's doing any backflips in half past dead or <laughs> can he do a backflip <laughs> fuck no do you think no. he can ever do a backflip i don't think so maybe maybe in the early early like late 80s There's i don't no believe way. it no <laughs> no I don't, th- I don't think he could ever do a backflip yeah, he's not. pretty tall. He's, he's not like a Van Damme. He's not athletic like that. No, know? I don't. But I think I think he. Here's the thing. I bet you he tried to learn. Oh, probably. And I bet you he could never do it. See, I know mm. I've I've never tried to learn. So I, who knows what I could have I done? I don't. I don't think he tried to learn. <laughs> I think he tried. Be, potential is because limitless. it's because. Why does no, he? Why does no, he have right. to learn? You're right. He wouldn't. He wouldn't bother. He's like, I don't need to do that backflip. I don't shit. need to do that. I shit. can see that. I shit. can. I know Aikido. I can fucking break a man's arm in seven places and flip him. He can do the flip for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> break uh. then break his neck. And did you know they they cut some of the violence out of this thing too? Like oh. the first guy that he fights, he slashes that guy's wrist with a knife. Try yeah. To, and then he just kind of like clotheslines him and then the next cut we see there's like a bunch of blood around the guy's neck they cut out like that he slashed the guy's throat oh, open oh see that would have been better though that's always a mistake yeah right. well they did it for because they didn't want, they didn't want an C-17. X rating I'm guessing and C-17 there's this is the PG-13 movie <laughs> well I wouldn't know because there are a couple of somewhat brutal yeah guys. yeah he yeah. shoots some guys in the face in that one scene come on this is scene. nothing compared to <laughs> come on the kids Let's, can watch that they can watch that <laughs> I mean they could can and they should <laughs> Oh, this is like a for a fourteen year old. Yeah, maybe a twelve yeah. year old. Yeah, twelve could handle it. Twelve, ten year old, maybe a ten year old. Ten. Five. Yeah, why not? I mean, five you already old? watched this shit with your five year old, don't you? No, <laughs> I've watched this stuff, and my five year old has watched parts of it. Yeah, what did Cohen think of it? Cohen didn't watch it. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, no, wanted to hear his critical. I even hey, I've, I'm getting better. I even skipped two songs when I was listening to Tenacious D today because I was like, these are not appropriate for children. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck her gently. Yeah. No, that wouldn't be a good one. I was like, no, there's just too many fucks in this song. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else? You got anything else you want to say about this fucking thing? Um, I got nothing else to say. I wish we had watched a different movie. We're going into dark territory. Well, it's, it's done now. It's done. We don't pain, have to go back there. Over. We're going to leave Steven Seagal for quite a while now. I think I might pick a Steven Seagal movie. Nah, <laughs> just don't. It's not your pick. Glitter man. Glimmer man. Glimmer man. Glitter man. <laughs> Sheen and Ivory wins. I'm down. Uh, whose pick is next? Mine. Do you know what you're picking? Yeah. We're going to do uh, Edge of Tomorrow. 
Tom Cruise. You mean, oh, Edge of You tomorrow. mean Live, Die, Repeat? Uh, they changed it back, I think. Yeah, they changed the title. at one, When it came out on like video on demand, they changed the title to Live, Die, Repeat. Because Edge of Tomorrow, for some reason, didn't make money, even though it's great. No, people are pissed off about the title, though. People were like, this title fucking sucks. They both suck. I mean, Edge of Tomorrow is... It's just kind of a bland title, but at least, I don't know, it doesn't sound too live, bad die, to me as Live, live die, die, Repeat. repeat. Live, that die, Repeat. sounds better than Do you think that sounds better? I don't it's know. It's a tag, I mean, it's more like a tagline or whatever. Yeah, I think it was the tagline, and then they changed it to the title. And then I think they switched it back. Check IMDb and they see. They should have just called it Groundhogger Day. Groundhogger. It's like Die Harder. <laughs> or Groundhog Days. <laughs> die Hard. Yeah, Die Harder. There you go. Groundhogger. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Groundhogger. Edge of Tomorrow sounds like a science fiction movie. It is a science fiction movie. No, not the... F- shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> not, it sounds like more like like Edge of Tomorrow. Like we're on the edge of like a, a world-altering like discovery. Like we're almost there. Like we're, we're almost about to like change as a species. Right. Okay. This sound, yeah, and live, die, repeat sounds like like instructions for like yeah, it's washing just like a, your hair. It's just like a, so literal. It's just I don't know. Isn't it like? Isn't what it does like, it say? The title is on Edge of Tomorrow. There you go. We're it's doing Edge of Tomorrow. It's <laughs> got uh, Bill Paxton in it. Oh, Bill rips. Why did you have to? Why did you have to bring this down? Yeah, reminding us that Mister Paxton's past. Well, we get to enjoy him in a movie. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. What's the problem? What's the last one we did with him was True Lies, probably. I True guess. Lies, yeah. I mean, the only one we do with him? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, we could do you more. Sound like it's like the Paxton cast. <laughs> we could do a Paxton cast. Oh, well, I'm not saying I wouldn't be. Pa- Pax cast? Pa- Pax. We'll just call it Pax. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you enjoy this, please tell somebody. You give us a rating on uh, iTunes. Rate. Rate, like, repeat with your friends. Uh, see you guys next week. Yeah, there is one more thing I want to talk about, Dustin. What's the hath- Did he try to fuck Catherine Heigl on this set? Well, apparently not, but what he did say to her, she was 16 at the time of shooting, was, hey, you know, Catherine, I have a few girlfriends your age. And she said, isn't that illegal? And he said, they don't seem to mind. Oh, that's gross. Dude. Oh, so that's like something just a little more Seagull ugh. charm for you. You know, the first thing I think of when I hear that, it's like something Kid Rock would say. <laughs> like that's a Kid Rock like, line. What's one good thing about about St- Steven Seagal? Like he, you love his in real life. I don't know, but you guys tales. you guys talk about his movies all the time. No, no, but like in real life, nothing. Like, oh, not I don't, in I the don't think anything. I don't think there's anything. No. I mean, maybe uh, you could make the argument that he tried to do some stuff for environmental awareness in the no, in the mid nineties. He's a soulless, uh, dead-eyed, horrible person. He, lawman, he wasn't that with Joe Arpero? That fucking <laughs> was like, it with him? I'm, I mean, they're really buddies. I don't know. Oh, they probably are. Like, I'm pretty sure he did something with him, like a fucking like Ku Klux Klan member. He's like probably a Grand Wizard. You know the. Uh, no, he's an he's an Inuit. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about Jor Par. Oh, Jor Uh But like, no, he's a he's the worst. He's he's gross. He is. I mean, of all the action stars, and most of them seem to be shitty people. 
He's he's the <laughs> he worst. He does seem like the worst. Fucking Stallone's right up with him. <laughs> him and Stallone, yeah. Him and Stallone. How come they never did a movie? Oh, well. Oh, too much talent, man. So much regret. Try packing all that talent into a fucking can. And that much ego yeah. into one movie. <laughs> anyway. I fucking Signing hate. off. Signing again. off. I hate Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs>